Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Omaris Kemp, the founder and host. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today in the hot seat is a special guest by the name of Stephanie Lay. She is going to be joining this fun conversation, and we're going to be talking about some of the incredible things that she does on the forefront as well as behind the scenes. But let me tell you a little bit more about who Stephanie is so you can connect the dots. So Stephanie Lay wears many hats, but at the end of the day, there is one common denominator, and that's the drive to advocate for those without a voice. By using the tools and experiences given to her, her hope is to provide support and resources that many people deserve but don't often have access to and balance the scales of health and social disparities. She's passionate about providing quality care to families and working collaboratively with her colleagues to promote health. The longer she does this in health, this healthcare thing, the more she realized that people in her community thrive better when we all work together. It's definitely each one reach one and it takes a village, y'all. In addition to her role as director of marketing and sales for Rumble Tough, a company that manufactures various products, including breast pumps, medical device, she serves her community as a international board certified lactation consultant, also known as the IBCLC. Her hope is that helping people start off strong with love and care, it will build a foundation for a strong and loving future. And y'all, I'm here to tell you, whenever we don't build a foundation, we're not leaving a legacy. And that means we're not tapping into our purpose. And each one of us was created on purpose for a purpose. So without further ado, let's welcome this wild card factor, Stephanie Lay. Thank you, Genesis, for that um warm uh intro (laughs) just relax we're just having this coffee tea chat or like I tell people bring your vodka bring your drink of choice and just relax like you know we're pulling up and we're popping out to give people content that they're going to be able to utilize I actually want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way so I like to do either a rapid fire question a 10 question game or an icebreaker so we get kind of ease in and they could connect the dots. So what are you in the mood for, Stephanie? Uh, let's do an icebreaker. <laughs> Okie dokie. So we're breaking the ice, y'all, with Stephanie. <laughs> I want you to share something about yourself that you have done in your life that was crazy to someone on the outside looking in, but it actually built your character. Or if you're feeling fun and frisky today, Share something that no one else knows about you, not even those within your respective community. Oh, these are tough questions. Well, it's this is probably not known right away until you get to know me. Um, and I kind of sort of mentioned it earlier, but uh, I re- I plan my life around food. <laughs> um, it wasn't really noticeable until I, I went on the road with my partner, Renee, who's the um, the lead IBCLC with Rumble Tough. And uh, we do a lot of conferencing and we travel to different states together. And uh, she was like, you you revolve your life around food. I'm like, yeah, I, I make plans around eating. I can't 
And I didn't really realize that until she brought it up. Like I plan my life around food. So I'm kind of, a, I don't know if you want to call me a glutton, but yeah, even I wasn't really aware of that until she put that in my face. I really do. I plan food around my, how I'm going to take care of my kids for the day, how am I going to work for the day, how I'm going to be out of town. So yeah. Yes. You're my type of you're my type of chick because my husband says the same thing about me. He's like, all you're doing is thinking about food. And I'm like, a girl got a girl has to eat. I live in Texas where everything is big as heck, um, food wise <laughs> and plate wise. And if I keep eating the way I do, I'm gonna be big as a house. So I definitely have to stay active. So thank you for sharing that, Stephanie, because it lets the audience know. So if you ever see Stephanie, you could break bread with her, have a meal with her because she's all about food. That's if she likes you, y'all. <laughs> Just kidding. I've done my research wherever I end up going. I, I already know. And the food in Texas is amazing. So, <laughs> so now we're going to dive into the work that you're doing and the work that I'm doing and intertwine both of our um, lives and communities and just meet them at the intersection. So I know you talk about lactation, women's health, breastfeeding. Now chest feeding is something I learned recently from a, um, what was it called? A newsletter. Yes. A newsletter that I got from what to, uh, what to expect. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Cause I've never heard anyone use the term chest feeding and then pumping. So Stephanie, I want to ask you what got involved in the work that you're doing number one with rumble tough but then why are you so passionate about the areas that you talk about so my role with rumble tough is um i guess marketing and sales um i started off as at first a just kind of the uh, lactation consultant to make sure the social media content or any content that Romotov created um, was evidence-based, um, was also inclusive, using inclusive language. I'm looking at things from not just a lactation professional um, standpoint, but also as someone that's been a mother. Um, my goal with um, with Romotov is, you know, you don't necessarily have to use our products, but just know that the resources are Blah. <laughs> resources are out there um and to you know take the hand that's being stretched out to you um because it it takes a village it really does <laughs> I like that and I could say as a first-time mom and a user of Rumbleta which we recently have partnered together I could definitely say I I like the breeze pump is the one that I'm that I'm using and with breastfeeding some people cannot breastfeed or chest feed or they may have issues pumping and there's so much material that's out here in the market which between various breast pump companies then mm. if you're going through a dme a durable medical equipment supplier they only give you options for a cer certain breast pumps and you're like okay how do i know what suction level to pick how do i know like if I need the massage mode, how do I know like how much milk I'm going to be producing? And there's so many things, but one thing that stood out about your, uh, well, not your company, but the company that you work for, Stephanie Rumpeltuff, is the fact that you all offer a free lactation consultant with the purchase of a pump, which a lot of these bigger brand companies do not offer that. And let's be honest, a lactation, um, uh, I, I be, 
IBCLC, they can be pricey. They can charge hourly rates. And a first-time mom, whether she's a homemaker or she's out in the workforce, she may not make the amount of money to pay for that when she actually needs that that tool as well as resource so the fact that y'all throw that in and the pumps aren't as expensive as some of the other ones on the market that's already a kudos sometimes you will see a dip in your milk supply and you may not know why so if you have access to someone of your background or Renee, who's also on your team, or anyone else, then they could help you work through some of those issues to get you back on track where you won't say, oh, the breast is not for me, or I'm done with this. Maybe you need to factor in your nutrition. What are you eating? Are you staying hydrated? Um, are you stressed? Is your body going through internal stress or external stress? There's so many various factors. So let's unpack this because I want to make sure that we're putting a, out enough content for someone who's like me, new to it, but then now you're true to it because you can't give that baby back or that seasoned mom that's like, oh my gosh, my kids are seven years apart or they're 10 years apart or whatever. I can't even remember what this felt like. Yeah, thank you. Actually, you kind of touched into some of the questions I didn't want to miss is, you know, kind of like what what challenges that you you faced as a, as a breastfeeding or and pumping parent um and with those you know what kind of um advice would you offer to uh new parents that are just coming into this or preparing to get into this so um I'll talk about the challenges that I faced early on Mm -hmm. um and recently so it was making sure that I had a balance between having my daughter latch on at the breast and then pumping because one of the things that both my sister-in-laws told me who are already a little further in the motherhood game is that you want to make sure that your breasts are fully empty so your body sends a signal to make more milk so sometimes once I got done nursing my daughter at the boob I didn't want to pump because I was like oh she already sucked on him or pulls on him so now I go over to a pump and the pump is like sucking on him and pulling on them too so I'm like and I am Caribbean descent so my mom is like oh you want to you want to and she's like so sometimes she's like being helpful and she's bringing the baby I was like mom just give me a break my nipples hurt and um a lot of the pumps like I started with the motif luna the one without the rechargeable, and then it clunked out on me. Then I reached back out to Motif Medical, and they upgraded my pump, and they sent me the Motif Luna with the rechargeable battery. That was helpful, but then the flange sizes were so big. I think it was a 21 mm and a 24 mm, and then I was like, okay, this is hurting. Um, so I just kept thinking that my nipples were elastic until I started following this mom tribe on Instagram. And then one lady mentioned measuring your nipples. I was like, how do I measure my nipples? So then I'm Googling it. Some women are saying, oh, you could use your husband's wrenches and kind of just put like the sockets. Then someone says, oh, take a penny, a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter or whatnot to measure the diameter of your nipples. I was like, this isn't working. Right. Um, So that's one one of the challenges. Then when I met you, Stephanie, and we partnered then you're like, hey, did you know the pump comes with a manual pump, which I was like, that's really good for helping unclog milk ducts. And then it came with a nipple ruler. I actually have it uh, <laughs> next to me, but I don't want to bend down right now to grab it. And I was like, oh, this is amazing because I didn't know where I was going to get like a real nipple ruler from until I met you. And then Legendary Milk, which is a 
company on Instagram, they have a nipple ruler too. So that's some of the challenges, but I, I want to tell the moms out there is measure your nipples so you could ensure you're using the correct flanges because so many of these big manufacturers are sending these average size flanges and that average size flange may not work for you. And there are companies out there that cater and Rumble Stuff, y'all have like 13 different ones, flange sizes, right? We have 15 now. And because we are the manufacturer, which is also a little different compared to some other um, other breast pump companies, um, we have the ability to produce more. So I, I'm actually excited. We have some wearable cups coming out soon. And with those cups, you also have to have different size inserts too, because size matters. So we'll be going from 15 to probably like maybe 21 different sizes now, <laughs> options. So I'm excited very soon. Yeah, size matters. Everybody's body's different. And um, sometimes you, if you measure a certain size too, that might not work for you because you still have to try it out. So yeah, um, that's one of the, you know, when we do these mother baby shows, it's one of the number one topics that I bring up and it's it's overwhelming with everything. So I said the biggest takeaway you can get, whether you choose Rumble Tough or anybody else is just know your nipple size. <laughs> That'll get you to a pretty good start. <laughs> so I have you know, moms on their third or fourth babies coming up to me saying, I I was just never a good pumper, you know? And I, he asked them like, well, what size were you using? What size? Um, well, you know, and were you going back and forth between your pump, you know, stimulation, expression, just like how your baby changes, you know, the their suckling pattern, you, you know, you should mimic that with your pump. They're like, I think I know why maybe I didn't pump very well those first couple of children, <laughs> you know, so, and then you have to go back to work and, you know, the kids get older before that you start to figure all that out. So that's, so it's knowing your size, um, your nipple diameter size. Yeah. That'll get you ahead of the game already. <laughs> I love that. And another question I think that, um, is important to you is knowing like your culture and background and how does that influence you as a breastfeeding, chest feeding or pumping um, woman or however you choose to identify because if you've never seen anyone in your family breastfeed, you don't know about that because no one has done it and you would be the first and a lot of people are given formula. And I wanna just peel back the onion here because I think sometimes we as women can mom shame others and be like, I would never, but then when you become a mother, you're like, oh, the tables have turned because what you said, I would never, now that never is becoming part of your regimen and I don't think that's cool I think like we need to celebrate and encourage everyone because you don't know what their story is and you don't know if they're privy to the information out there and I could say like with my mother being from the Caribbean and my dad was from Curacao he passed um, two years ago some of my aunts and uncles the information that they were giving me is rooted from the Caribbean. And whenever I tell them, oh, I'm, I'm pumping, like my aunt who's visiting right now from the Caribbean, she's like, what is that? And then she's like, wait, wait. And she's like, wait, yeah, tell me how, tell me how that, that, that pump works. How that work? And then so I was just showing her, okay, this is, this is the tubing. This is how you put it on. This is the, she goes, oh, girl, back in the day, we didn't have all that thing. All I would do is just wipe off the bubby, put the, put the pick me on and just go. And I was like, okay. 
And so it was just hilarious because times have changed. And she's like, they didn't have that. You just wipe off your breast, clean it off, put the baby on. And that's what you did. And I'm like, (laughs) so it's interesting. Or they'll tell me, oh, you know, back in the day, we would be feeding the baby food already. And I was like, well, the pediatrician doesn't recommend solids until six months or until your your baby has head and neck control. And then they'll respond, did you die? Did you die? And I'm like, no, I didn't die, but times have changed. It's a lot that you have to consider when being, you know, it's, it's, you are the product of your environment. So you have to, you know, give honor to your background and your culture. Everyone is going to uh, give you advice um, in the best loving way. You know, and there is a balance to everything between our our cultural background and then, you know, where we are now. And, you know, just for example, too, my my mom, my both of my parents came over here after the war, um, war had ravaged their countries and they escaped. And my mom did not speak English very well um, after she had me and she developed gestational diabetes and she thought, um, if she breastfed me that I would get the diabetes. Um, But she wasn't comfortable to ask anyone about that. You know, there was just that um, cultural miscommunication or under under communication. Meeting so many different people with different backgrounds, you do have to consider that there's a historical, there may be historical trauma as to why this person might feel pressured to breastfeed you know more than the average person and um that's like a whole nother I think that's a whole nother podcast episode we could talk about but there's a reason why we have certain celebrations every uh, you know every couple months for different cultures and it's because historically um that's left an imprint on our um uh, on our generations as well so yeah (laughs) absolutely and I love that you said um it has left an imprint on different generations but even though it has left an imprint on that generation we are here for you know forward facing and future looking and you know even though history doesn't necessarily repeat one of my previous guests said that it rhymes and we could take what we learn from history and we could advance it and make innovations and make solutions so it can be easier without feeling any guilt shame or remorse because we're not doing what they used to do back in the day but if you think about it are they still wearing the clothes that they did back in the day or are people still using certain things no because technology has advanced and the world has evolved so why can't we as individuals and I feel like motherhood there's no manual and um there's no manual for parenthood there's no right or wrong so for like um any parent out there who's struggling with um resources or you feel like inundated or you just feel like oh hopeless I want to let you know asking for help is not a sign of weakness it's a sign of strength because it is helping you gain the knowledge the wisdom the intelligence and etc so you could be better for yourself and better for that precious bundle of joy or bundles of joy that depend on you so consider that whenever you say oh my gosh if I ask this question or if I reach out how are they going to view me how are they going to see me what are they going to think who cares that's not your business to control what they say or think 
your business is to make sure that you're whole and complete for yourself and the person that's depending on you that cannot fend for themselves. That is your main goal. And when you are able to tap into that and realize that you gain your confidence, you boost your morale, you're able to have peace, you're able to have harmony, you're stripping away judgment, and you're letting go of the BS and the fluff, and you're really taking ownership back and saying, I'm going to own this and I'm going to rock it out. And if I mess up, I know tomorrow is a new day to get it, get it better and get back on track. So give yourself grace and mercy, y'all. And I'm telling you this because I've dealt, dealt with it because there are many times where I felt like quitting, but I said, if I quit, I'm not quitting on myself. I'm quitting on my baby girl that's depending on me because she is not able to feed herself and take care of herself. And, you know, I look at my husband, I'm like, do you have any boobs you want to whip out and nurse? <laughs> no. I wish. <laughs> Uh, but they can help in other ways. But yeah, I wish once in a while, just help me out with that part. <laughs> so um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you um, is how how did you get yourself into this, this profession that you're in right now? Um, how did that come about? So I got involved into the podcasting and content creation and create uh, creative work after being laid off from a fortune 500 oil and gas company. So my background is actually oil and gas and energy. I spent 12 years in the industry as a whole and a total of 15 years in corporate America. And my background is actually supply chain and logistics and tech with um, minors in purchasing and organizational leadership and supervision. And I got, it was in the middle of the pandemic. So I was like, okay, I got laid off. Then a, um, no, first my father passed November 25th, 2020. Then a week later, they called me and, and told me I was being laid off. So it was very inconsiderate in my end. So then fast forwarding, I started this show out of the grief journey. So way, way, way back in my earlier episodes, it's it's just me talking into the mic about grief and dealing with the pandemic, dealing with losing my dad, who my dad and I were super close. And then it metamorphosed into me interviewing fabulous guests such as yourself, doing brand uh, brand partnerships and collaborations and et cetera. Then I wrote a book during um, during the time called Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace, where I was talking about my truths of what it what what it was like to work in a male dominated field and be the only woman of color a lot of times on my um, team and trying to be seen and heard and taken serious, even though I do have the necessary um, stuff that the necessary accolades and et cetera that my competitors have and that my colleagues have it was very hard and all of that worked together for my good hindsight is 2020 I didn't see it back then because I was like oh my gosh but then I learned you could either do better or become bitter and so I chose to do better and now that's what landed me to what I'm doing now and I love it and I meet so many incredible people from all walks of life and it really just goes along with the back end of my core pillars, which is to bring content that is also diverse, equitable, inclusive, and a sense of belonging, because it does take all of us coming together. And that's like the condensed Cliff Notes version. I love that. Thank you. That's kind of how I arrived at the part of where I am now. And I tell people, even though I arrived to where I am now, I still have a lot more work that I want to do and accomplish. 
because my motto is as long as you're living and breathing, your work isn't complete. That means you still have more things to get done. And the reason why I push and grind as hard as I do is because now I have a daughter and I'm trying to build a foundation. And by building that foundation, I want to leave a legacy for her as well as future generations to come because it's not just about Genesis and Mars Kemp. It's about who's coming besides me, behind me, and et cetera. Because if I'm not linking arms with people who are trying to do something similar or trying to accomplish um, other things in life, then that means I'm not tapping into innovation. I'm not tapping into sustainability and I'm not meeting my own core pillars of the show or of my life, which is to bring stuff that's educational, inspirational, and motivational. And I'm kind of becoming a, a fraud and a phony and that's not what, what I want to do. And so I tell people the same way I show up on, on this camera, I'm not prim and perfect. Like I don't have makeup or like the hit people say beat your face and I'm like uh I'm not gonna say beat my face because I don't want someone beating my face I'm sorry <laughs> but you could keep that one or whatnot and I try to tell people this is how it is like being a working person or working mom sometimes you don't always have time to look prim and proper or you may not even want to be involved in makeup and that's okay just be authentic and your tribe will grab gravitate to you you're not here to please the world. You're here to please yourself. And the ones that resonate with you will organically find you. And that's a part of your tribe. So that's that. I'm actually, I'm glad you brought up that last part. It's just kind of this um, way of adulting or growing up, I guess, is finally just kind of letting go of wanting to... Um, make everybody happy or comfortable and just really about making yourself comfortable and putting yourself first um you know my husband was just kind of complaining about a group of people the other day and I was like so what who cares who are they like how do they <laughs> how are they involved in our lives you know so yeah it's um you can start to you know um, put yourself at a higher um, pedestal and not in like a conceited way or anything like that, then you're able to then better um, take care of all those that are around you as well. That example, good example for them, I feel like. Um, it's kind of like what I, it's kind of a common uh, theme when you go to these, when you visit families' homes is, you know, everybody's just trying to do the best that they think they can or they want to and you know sometimes they just um need some stranger in their life to tell them that they're doing a good job as they are <laughs> yeah I absolutely because if you just tell yourself that I am good enough I'm not where I want to be but I'm working on getting to where I want to be um, that is a part of self-care. When you think about self-care, you have to think of it on a holistic level. What does it look like for you emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually? And if you and another thing, if you have a hard time putting yourself first, think about when you're flying on that aircraft in the safety speech. It says put your own mask on first in the event of an emergency before you put on someone else's, which is a part of self-care. Because if you don't have oxygen and you can't breathe, how are you gonna help? 
that person sitting next to you that may be a family member or friend. So why do we keep putting everyone else's needs above our own and then we're suffering at the end of the day? And you're adding extra stress onto yourself that wouldn't have even been added if you would have just set some boundaries. And that goes back to you breastfeeding, chest feeding, pumping, your lactation, because if you don't, if you have, like I said, internal as well as external stress, it can affect your the way your body lactates right. or the way that you think cognitively or how you interact physically with your baby. And babies are so smart. They could sense whenever your internal wiring is off. So I want you to consider all of these um, points, y'all. And we could definitely spend more time going into various areas, but we're Stephanie and I will probably have to get back with you on that. So if you want to hear more of this conversation, leave a review, share your feedback, but I'm going to turn it back over to Stephanie to see what other comments or remarks that she has before we close this show out. Um, I'm just looking over my questions here, um, but I feel like we touched up on a lot of good points you know we made a lot of good points so I don't really have anything um if you're you know if you're struggling um don't beat yourself up because you're struggling you know it's kind of like riding a bike um no one expects you to just know how to ride a bike right away and you know we get thrown into um, parenthood so quickly and there's like we didn't go to school for it. It just happens. And so, um, you know, there's there's resources out there that want to see you succeed. And Stephanie, for the audience listening in, whether they're listening to the audio or they're watching the video on YouTube, can you share your handles for Rumble Tough? Where do y'all hang out primarily on social media? And what's the company's website? So they can go out there find more tools and resources and help set themselves up for success. Sure. Um, our website is rumbletuff.com. It's R-U-M-B-L-E-T-U-F-F.com. Um, that's a whole nother conversation on how we, the name got started. But <laughs> uh, uh, and we have our um, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all rumbletuff.com. Uh, USA, so at Rumble Tough USA. Um, so we're uh, really trying to kind of change the way um, pumping and, and parenthood um, traditionally was like, which I, I can tell you because I've been there, it's intimidating. So even if you don't choose uh, Rumble Tough, we offer now a free. Um, no strings attached consultation so you can decide for yourself if you know the product we carry is something that will work for you in your lifestyle amazing and there y'all have it y'all you just heard stephanie lay with rumble tough and we put some rumble for your tough <laughs> and so if you enjoyed this conversation make sure you like comment follow and subscribe and leave a review tell us what you like what you didn't like Re reviews Feedback is a gift. So consider that. And there's no shame in the game. We are not just necessarily new to it. We're true to it. And the way we learn is by hearing from fellow listeners like yourself. So don't be ashamed to drop us a line. And make sure 
you share, 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 share this content with someone in your circle, a mom, whether she's a new mom or a seasoned mom, there is a little bit of wisdom that we can all use. Because like I said, we're better when we come together. And I want to thank each one of you for supporting this brand. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.9 million podcasts per the KPIs on www.listennotes.com. And if you're interested in partnering and linking arms with me by paid sponsorships and becoming a brand sponsor, reach out because that is how we're going to cross pollinate and get into each other's networks and go a lot further and faster. Send me an email at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp at gmail.com. And it's easy to remember because it's the full name of the show at gmail.com. And until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember, you got this. You're in control. Say no to the fluff. Set up boundaries. And give yourself grace. We love you. And we wish you all the best. Thank you.